Hi, I'm Matthew Delaney. Welcome to Hebrew Bible Insights, a podcast about making sense of the Hebrew Bible. In this episode, I talk about the first story where God says something is bad. And this is something we want to pay attention to, right? We want to know what are the things that God values and what are the things that he doesn't like. And in this story, we learn one of the most important things to God. And I think in turn, we'll find this is something that should become important for us. Welcome to the Hebrew Bible Insights Podcast. Uh, In today's episode, we're going to talk about a subject that I think is extremely relevant for the times that we are in. Uh, Although when I planned to do this episode, um, I wasn't thinking about the times that we were in. This is a talk that I've done in my classes before that is uh, highly relevant uh, at any time during our lives. It's one of the most important subjects that we can talk about and discuss. Uh, But right now, at the time of this recording, we are in the middle of COVID-19. And so this is a subject matter that is particularly relevant with what we're going through. So we're going to look at Genesis, one of my favorite books in the whole Bible. It's the, it's the book, it's the ultimate origin story book. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a sucker for origin stories. My friends even make fun of me for how much I like origin stories. Uh, Whenever uh, there's like a a series of movies. Generally, my favorite one is the first one. My favorite Lord of the Rings movie, for example, is The Fellowship of the Ring. I don't think I've ever heard anyone else say that that's their favorite one, but for me, I love it. Because in in the origin story, we're introduced to the world, we're introduced to the characters, the way that things work, what's the what are the problems? What's what 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 where is everything moving toward? Uh and we're going to do a number of episodes on Genesis throughout this podcast. And Genesis is where we find a lot of origin stories. Uh, Today we're going to go specifically to Genesis chapter 2. And there's a line in here that, if we're not careful, we read right through it and we don't realize how significant of a statement has been made. Um, Whenever I'm teaching this in a class, I, I ask students, I say, does anyone know what is the first thing that God says that he doesn't like? What's the first thing? Um, does anything come to mind for you? If you were to think of what's the first thing God says, I don't like this. This is not good. Um, you know, it might be a head scratcher at first. Like, I'm not sure. I don't really know what it is. Well, whenever you read through the Bible uh, from page one, it's first important to notice that the phrase, that the word good appears multiple times. In fact, the phrase, Vayar Elohim Kitov, and God saw that it was good. Tov is the word good, by the way, in Hebrew. Fun fact, it's one of the first words that people uh, will learn in Hebrew. Tov means good. Um, that phrase appears seven times in Genesis chapter 1. And it shows that things are good, 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 good. In fact, in the very last one, the phrase is very good. Tov me'od. So we have a lot of very good going on. But then suddenly in Genesis chapter 2, We have a different story, and we're introduced to a phrase that's uh, very interesting. This is Genesis 2, verse 18. It says this, Vayomer Adonai Elohim lotov. So, and the Lord God said, not good. Lo is the word for no in Hebrew. Lotov, not good. Uh, And so at this point, I'm not going to read any further. First, I want to draw attention to what's going on here. Um. Maybe if you're a parent, um, 
you know, there are certain times when you let your kids know that there's something they're doing that is not good. On the other side, we all have the memories of us being a kid and our parents saying something's not good, or maybe a teacher, right? That was something that we always want to make sure, okay, my parent, my teacher said something's not good. I want to make sure I follow that. But if it's one of your friends, you know, or one of your siblings says something's not good, are you going to take that seriously? Not really. You don't care. You know, if you're at a job and your boss says something's not good, it's like, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, let me go fix that right away. Uh, of course, I'm not taking into account the rebellious among us. You're a whole different group of people. We love you. Uh, but anyhow, uh, here we have a line where God Almighty, God himself, the creator of the universe and everything in it, he is saying, this is not good. So when he says something's not good, we should be paying attention. What is it that's not good? So as we read, what we what's written next is he says this, It is not good that the man should be alone. It is not good that the man should be alone. Uh, now, as we're talking about COVID-19, the word alone, man, that's a big word right now. Uh, a lot of cities and states, districts are stay-at-home orders, and we're at home a lot, we're not going to work, we're not getting to see friends, we very much feel alone, so you can probably tell where I'm going here, but there's a couple things we want to unpack to make sure we understand what's going on in this verse. Whenever we read this, we say, it's not good for the man, that the man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. We're going to do a whole episode on the next half of this verse. Uh, this verse and how it's related to women and the nature of what it is to be a woman is highly controversial and uh, sad to say it's most uh, most of the time is used very terribly about what we find on the other side of this is something very powerful we'll talk about that in another episode but if we're not careful when we read this in english we think it's not good for the man to be alone when we hear man in modern english we think of male we think of a dude a guy and especially as we read more i'm gonna make a helper fit for him and we know that we create eve who's a woman we very quickly often make this a verse that is about marriage. And although there, are, there is good stuff on marriage here in this story, we can find that's not the first thing this verse is actually about. And let me explain. So when God says, Lotov, it's not good. Heyot ha'adam levado. It's not good for ha'adam, the Adam, to be alone. The word adam in Hebrew is the word for human. It's a very generic word for human or person. In fact, Adam, you'll know that name from the early Genesis stories, his name means human. So the word Adam in the first few Genesis stories, it appears multiple times. Sometimes translators translate it as a name, Adam, Adam. Sometimes they translate it as uh, man, which for Old English, that's fine. Man, mankind, that used to be a way of referring to human or person in general. Uh, but that's not really how modern American English works, at least anymore. So a better better translation would be human. It's not good for the human to be alone. And so what's the first thing I want you to notice here? This isn't a verse that's firstly pointing to gender and sexuality and uh, relationships like that in marriage. That's not what this verse is firstly about. Even think about the context here. There's only one human who's been made in this story so far in Genesis 2. There's one human who's been made. And God sees this and says, this is a problem. This is not good for you to be alone. Now, what's interesting is some of you might say, well, hold on a second. He's with God, right? 
and you know he's he's in God's presence this is amazing what more could you need because if you have God you have everything yes 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 in one sense that is true right you have God you have everything you need uh, you know you don't need to be dependent upon a certain friend or a certain relationship and if certain things happen this doesn't mean that you're crippled because you have God and you in one sense have everything that you need through him but remember who's the one talking here this is God himself God with the first human He's saying, this is not good for this human to be alone. He needs someone else. Um, and so that is what starts the story where eventually God creates the second human. And so what are we supposed to learn from the story? This is a verse about community. What is the first thing that God does not like? God does not like isolation. He doesn't like us not being together. We were not created to live in, sep in separation and isolation from other people. We were made to be in community. And so this is not a verse to bash introverts, right? Again, my wife's an introvert, so this is not what the point of this, this verse is. But it's saying that, that as uh, at the core, we need other people. And this speaks about family. This speaks about friendships. This speaks about the body of Christ as the church. This speaks about cities uh, and community in every sense of the word. That is what's going on here. And so what should we take away from this? Is realize that we should start to think about ourselves. How are we doing when it comes to isolation versus community? Now I realize in our, this time of COVID-19, there are all sorts of thoughts that come to mind of what this looks like. And I think it's a great discussion to have. What does it mean to be in community? How do we stay connected? Even though we have technology, we still realize there's a need for physical connection. We're also realizing that connecting through technology is still a thing. And that's a great discussion to have. I think it'd be a fascinating one. But at the very least, whether before or after COVID-19, uh, community is something that matters. And what that means is this. We need community in two ways. One is we need other people. We aren't meant to go through life trying to figure out everything on our own. Because when we do that, what are we gonna figure out? We're, we're, we'll end up losing. We were made to connect with others, to ask questions, to spend time with people, to find healing through conversation and quality time with people, to find healing and joy and life by eating around the table with people, by going and enjoying and playing games with others. Um, on the other side, we also need community because we have something to give. For some of you, this might be a hard concept to get because, you know, you lean toward having, uh, as many of us do, having depressive thoughts about thinking, I have nothing to give. I'm just another person of, you know, millions upon millions of people that there are. Uh, there's nothing unique about me. But no, there's something that you have to give that the people around you need. You are a gift of God. And as, as Christians with God's Holy Spirit in the inside of you, and the personality that you have, the gifts and strengths that you have, there are things that people around you need. And if you withhold those from others, there's something that they lose. In fact, it's something that is literally not good. So realize that you need community, reach out to others and find that, but also realize you are the community that others need. Uh, sometimes we feel like we're losing in both categories. What I would challenge you, encourage you, is, and, and those are that who we love is this, is to pray for community. Pray for God to send people in our life, 
at the same time, pray for God to send us into other people's lives. Still, don't wait for that as well. Let's be the answer to the community that other people need. And as we go throughout our life, remember the importance of community. This theme is picked up throughout the New Testament writings. You see the author of Hebrews, uh, he writes something where he says, Do not forsake the gathering together as some have made a habit of doing. It's very important for us to continue uh, to be in community. Jesus writes about the community of himself, with God the Father, with his disciples, with people. Um, so hopefully I've made the point clear here, but that's what's going on. And uh, the reason why we might miss this is because we don't understand a couple of the specific points that Adam in Hebrew is not, it's not the word for male, as in a, a, a male person. It's the ge generic word for person or human. And although we do find that this the, the story that follows here does talk about male and female, uh, this story is first about the first human who has no one else, and this human needs another human and needs other people to be present. And so uh, this isn't just if me and God are good, it's all good. Really, it's if we and God are good, it's all good. We want this to be a whole community aspect. So I'll read this verse one more time. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the human should be alone. That's the first thing in the Bible that is written that is not a good thing. Um, so uh, that's the first idea in this verse. Uh, there's a lot more in the second half that's fascinating. Uh, that's what we're going to spend the next part of this episode talking about, uh, or the next episode. Uh, highly controversial and misused in really rough ways, but whenever we look at it with fresh eyes, uh, especially through the Hebrew language, we understand there's something else going on here that actually is not controversial, uh, although it may be controversial now for certain people, but we find is something very powerful. So uh, that's the first episode and learning about the, f uh, about the first time when God says that something is not good. Thanks for listening to today's episode. A few ways that you can help support what I'm doing at Hebrew Bible Insights is to subscribe and share and leave a review for the podcast. You can also find me on Facebook at Hebrew Bible Insights. And uh, one last thing is you can find me on a Patreon at Hebrew Bible Insights to give financially to help me on this mission. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.